All right, now here to kick off the show just like he does every other week is our resident director of instruction, Tom Patry. You can visit TP this winter at his new home at Crown Colony Golf and Country Club in Fort Myers. He's also built a great indoor facility at his home in Naples with all of the latest technology and gadgets. If you won't be anywhere near the west coast of Florida but still want to get lessons from Tom, you can download the V1 video app and send him videos of your golf swing, and he'll respond with all kinds of great golf content and ways to improve your golf swing. You can also send him a question via his website, TomPatry.com, and you can subscribe to his newsletter while you're on there as well. Tom is also a member of the Titleist Leadership Advisory Board. Has his own show Thursday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Instagram Live with so many great guests. You really got to check out the show, folks. Put it down on your calendars. Make sure you tune in. And it's always great having him back with me tonight here on Next on the T. What's up, TP? Christian boy. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Oh, man, I'm I'm doing great. I'm just pulling into my paradise. Uh, we spoke earlier today that I, you know, we have a tropical storm down here, so I was able to escape the practice for a couple of days, and I'm just pulling in the White Beast right now in Key West, Florida. Wow. It's always good to be you, Tom. It's good to be me right now, Chris. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so I, I, get, I get that you're not on the practice tee back in, in Fort Myers, but uh, give us an update. How are things going there at Crown Colony? You know, Chris, in all seriousness, uh, you know, I've, as you know, I've had, I've been blessed with a lot of really, really good gigs in my career. Um, you know, Friars had Westchester Country Club, uh, to, to name a few, but I have never been made, made to feel more welcome than I have at Crown Colony the last three weeks. My first three weeks at the club, I, I, uh, they've really been terrific. Welcome you with open arms. The membership's been highly responsive. Uh, David Kent, the GM, the entire board really made me feel welcome. And it's, uh, I'm really enjoying it very much. So, Tom, all eyes are on Augusta National. Now it's finally Masters Week. And, and I obviously want to get a lot of your thoughts and insights. And one of the biggest questions is going to be around Bryson DeChambeau and, is he going to go in there and overpower the golf course? I saw an interview in a, a practice round that he played with Sandy Lyle, and according to Lyle, Bryson didn't have anything longer than a seven iron into any hole. And I'll just give you a couple of, of examples of, of how he played a couple of the holes. First hole, he had a sand wedge into. The third hole, 350-yard par four, flew the green with a three-wood. On the par fives on the front nine, 575 is the uh, is the par five second hole. Had an eight iron into that one. 570 uh, yard par five eighth hole, seven iron. On 13, he hit three wood, seven iron. On 15, he hit driver, nine iron. I mean, for crying out loud, TP, is this guy just going to absolutely go in there and dominate this course? Well, Chris, I don't know what a big deal Sandwich on number one is because I, I always have sandwich after my third shot, so I'm not sure that's a big deal. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, in all seriousness, I, you know, I saw the same interview with Lyle, and then I also looked at the interview uh, for the results when he played practice with Tiger, Freddie, and JT, and there were similar numbers. Um, you know, I, I'm having a hard, hard time wrapping my head around this whole thing, Chris. You and I have been on that property several times. We know how long number one is up the hill. Uh, we certainly know, you know, the second hole very well, and then driving it on the third, driving it over the third green with the three wood. I, I, I don't understand where this whole thing is going. Uh, 
it's really hard to comprehend. I, you know, I teach a lot of young players, college players, a lot of really good juniors. But it's a ball a long way, an awful long way, but even by today's standards. But these numbers and these distances are off the chart. One of the things you do have to keep in mind, however, for example, the eight iron into number two, he hits an eight iron probably about 190. So because of the club all the same length, some of his short iron distances or the short irons he's hitting into certain greens, we have to kind of put a little asterisk next to it because of the length of the shaft. They're all, uh, I believe, six iron length clubs. So that's going to skew the numbers a little bit. But even with that being taken into consideration, it's off the charts. Now, that being said, we also know because we spent a lot of time at Augusta and really studying this tournament because it is your favorite tournament and mine as well. We know that Augusta has a funny way of, of penalizing at times when you get a little bit too greedy. Um, and holes that seem docile at times can really jump up and bite you. So I haven't conceded the tournament to Bryce at all. Because, listen, Tony Finau, you know, uh, we, we can go down the list. Even, you know, Justin Thomas. We can go down the list of players that hit the ball an awful long ways today. So although Bryce is sitting an extraordinary long, there's a lot of guys that can, you know, that can really bomb it out there and take advantage of some of these golf balls. Now, also being said, he's playing in a different time of year in very different weather conditions. So we don't know how it's going to factor in either. We have Augusta traditionally not playing lift clean in place. So we got the golf course really wet right now. And, you know, you get a mud ball or something like that, and, and you can hit one squirrely shot and make a triple in a heartbeat. So I'm not ready to concede it, although the distances and the clubs you into these greens are absolutely phenomenal. So I want to react to a couple of things that you just said there, Tom. So let's, let's talk about um, weather. Because as we look at the, uh, the forecast for the next several days, there are 80% chance of rain Wednesday, Thursday. So, you know, soft conditions are going to get softer. They're talking about a.m. Uh, showers on Friday. There's a 60% chance of rain on Saturday, a 40% chance of rain on Sunday. So a lot of rain. So if that were to be the case, and it is sloppy out there. Now, we know the, the sub-air systems, and they can control the greens and all of that. But a, a wet golf course, does that bring you know him back, Bryson? Does that bring him back to the field a little bit because you're not going to get the run out that we might normally see otherwise if it were hard and fast. And what does that mean for the rest of the players? Talk about how the wet conditions will affect the golf course. Well, I think in Bryce's case, first of all, Chris, it brings him back a little bit, but he still flies the ball, keeps him on the air longer than anybody. But one of the things that I, I, I'd probably make reference to is with a mud ball, you know, now it becomes a little bit of a game of luck and some of the skill might be erased. And number two, because of the irons being all the same length, you haven't seen Bryson, you know, flight the ball down a little bit when he has to or take something off a shot. He's kind of a full swing guy. So it could be windy too and rainy, and it's going to require some shot making that that's maybe deviates a little bit from all full shots. And the in-between shot might become very important. With his swing speed and making full swings and wet conditions, you know, we hit, the, we hit one flyer at the wrong time. And, again, we make a big number. So there's a lot of factors to take into consideration here. And, again, there's a lot of things that can happen on that golf course, especially in these conditions. So, again, I don't think this is a layup. Certainly his length is a big advantage, no doubt about it. We can't take that away. He's got that tool in his tool chest. But we, we can't 
we, we can't find the 72 scorecard and, and hand him the green jacket yet. Not not in not even remotely. So let's go down the path of if he were to go out on Thursday or Friday, whenever the first round gets played, and shoot some ridiculously low score, breaks the course record, goes out and shoots 60, 61, something crazy like that. Because Augusta National is a second-shot golf course and the greens are an issue, could you see them making some sort of adjustment, maybe shaving down around the, uh, the areas around the, the, uh, the greens so the collars become a, a little more penal, the ball rolls off a little bit more? Do you see them making a reaction? Or do you think, hey, the guy may go out and shoot 30 under if everything were to say like, you know, like, we're, like we're hearing? And um, maybe it's next year that they make that reaction and adjustment. Well, you know, we, we, start, we start Augusta National React um, very diligently to Tiger doing something similar to this a couple of years ago, obviously way back in his career. Um, and they responded to kind of, they called it Tiger-proofing the golf course. Um, are they going to Bryson-proof the golf course now? Yes, they could. Understand something. They're running out of real estate, Chris. They, you know, we, we know they originally purchased some land from Augusta Country Club behind 13. They, they are landlocked. There's almost there's only so much they can do. Under wet conditions, there's much, not much they can do because the ball's not going to run out of the fairway if you drive it in play, and you're going to be able to stop the ball on greens that are normally pretty firm and fast. So it's going to play very, you know, differently this year. I, would, I think they'd probably pump the brakes a little bit and say, listen, unique conditions, November, wet Let, let's let's take a step back and when we get the golf course back to ourselves in april and we get it back in the condition we want it in let's see what happens then before we overreact tom let's talk about how much experience plays into being successful at augusta national because it seems like every year one of one of the guys like like a freddie couples or a bernard longer one of those guys ends up somewhere on the leaderboard talk about the ghost of the masters and what it brings out, you know, the best in some of the former champions. Well, I think we saw it last year in number 12, you know. Tiger kind of was lurking. Francisco made one mistake at the wrong time by taking a little, made, a little bit too aggressive a line, possibly, on number 12. Tiger hits it over there in the left center of the green, makes three, the whole thing flips around, and he wins the Masters. I mean, that's, that's the voice of experience speaking right there. I mean, so experience at that golf tournament is a huge factor. So you look at guys who have played a number of more tournaments there than Bryson has. And Bryson's played a few tournaments there, don't get me wrong. But guys with five or six or seven years more experience than Bryson, that, that factors in. I mean, they've played more competitive rounds on that golf course. They've seen more variability in the weather and conditions possibly at times. Um, I think it's a factor. I think it's a huge factor. Experience. You know, you can't take experience away from anybody. That's that, that's a that's a huge tool right there. And speaking of that, do you, do you think someone like a Phil Mickelson could be a guy who could challenge this year? Because look, without the patrons there, the the wayward drive that we're you know semi accustomed to seeing Phil hit. You know, there's not going to be any patrons there for the you know to get in the way of the golf ball. It could fly through you know the pine straw and get into some open areas. Do you think? That plays into uh, the favor of a guy like Phil Mickelson, not to have patrons around the fairways. Well, I think I think that's the same for everybody. I, I would say yes, based on experience and and listen, Phil's a very talented guy. But if you look at the way Phil's played this year, I don't think he's made a cut 
on the PGA Tour this year. Not, not even on a good finish. I don't think he's made a cut. He's won two Champions Tour events on much shorter, easier golf courses. Uh, but I don't think he's trending very well in championship condition. So I, I don't like Phil's chances this year. But listen, I, with a guy with a short game like Phil's and those hands and that experience, you, you never know. You just never know. So I would, uh, I would never write anybody off with Phil's experience. Let's talk about some of the European players because with the course conditions, with the rainy forecast, with the, the damp, dampness and the overcast and all that sort of stuff. Could that flip to have some of those European players, a guy like Rory McElroy, let's say, you know, that we've been waiting since 2015 to complete the career grand slam. We know he plays well there. Top 10 finish every year from 2014 to 2018, finished tied 21st last year. But could the conditions and the weather start to favor some of the European players? I think that's a great point, Chris. I mean, you know, those guys are used to this wet, sloppy stuff, the, the cold uh, and the wind and all those factors. That it's not something that they shy away from at all. So I, I, that's that's what, you know I, I hadn't even thought about that. That's why that's why you get paid the big bucks and you're so much smarter than me. <laughs> so I, I I think you're one up on me right there, right out of the box. But that's a great point. You know, I mean, uh, Justin Rose, who has not played well recently, but but has you know played well at times at Augusta. Uh, Rory for sure. Rory's trending in the right direction. Um, a guy like John Rahm, who, you know, we, we should definitely, definitely mention John Rahm, who's a very aggressive, long player who has, you know, played more than his share of golf in Europe. Those, I, they have to be factors. I have to, you have to just dial them in for sure. What about for Tiger, Tom? What are your expectations for Tiger? You know, especially if the tournament becomes a sort of a series of start and stops, you know, or even gets extended into a Monday because of, you know, the, they're trying to get as many holes in as they can. We know this time of year it gets darker earlier. So they're trying to get done, you know, by five or five thirty before it gets too dark to play. But if you mix in the rain and the damp conditions and we're going out and we're playing a few holes, then we got to stop. And then we're playing a few more holes and we got to stop. How much is that going to impact Tiger's ability to defend? Well, you know, just I, I, I've, I've been bitten so many times. Counting Tiger out publicly, either in, either in a written column or or on your show or on my own show or in the Naples News. So I always I always take a step back before I I write Tiger off. But certainly, you know we know that he's not performed well in cold damp conditions. You look at his tee time on Thursday. I think it's 7:45 over number 10. You know. Hits it down there off at number 10, doesn't get down the hill very far. He's got that downhill line with his three or four in his hands. And it's, it's, you know, it's 45 degrees and damp. So that's, you know, that's tough on his physical right now and his physical condition. I think this is a very, very unique situation for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, but especially it's a tough situation for Tiger because of the time of year and the weather and certainly the temperature. Tom, just a couple more before I let you go. So that sort of begs now the question, who are the guys that you expect to see at the top of the leaderboard come the back nine on whether it's Sunday, if we get to a normal Sunday finish, or if it leaks into Monday, going into the back nine on the final round, who do you expect to be battling it out? Well, you know, the, the, the voice, the one name that I'm not hearing enough of, and I've listened to a lot of radio on the way down tonight to Key West, and maybe we had a five-hour drive, so I was listening to a lot of different people. Um, nobody's talking enough, I think, about Patrick Cantlin. 
just won two weeks ago at Sherwood. He's, he's, had, he's played well at Augusta before. He's in great form. Um, this, this kid is overdue to win a major. He's super talented. So that's one person. Certainly, you know, Justin Thomas, I mean, certainly, you know, he's made no bones about the fact that this is a tournament that's very special to him and he wants to add. I think, you know, certainly, like you said earlier, I mean, how can you discount Rory McIlroy the way he drives the golf ball? And, and you know, I, you know he, wants to, he wants to win there very, very badly. So those would be three for sure. Uh, my dark horse is, uh, is Xander Shoffley. And not that, not that he's a dark horse by any stretch of the imagination, but, again, a voice, a, a name that's not being mentioned very much. And I think the kid's just a hell of a player and, and a very, very mature player. Uh, and he's got a major definitely, definitely in him somewhere. Why wouldn't this be the year? Tom, I can't let you go without getting a playing lesson from you. And we've talked an awful lot about, you know, windy, windy, rainy, overcast, damp conditions. If we are about to go out and play and, you know, our golf course has had a lot of rain over the last few days and it's kind of sloppy out there. What are some things we need to be able to do so we're not chunking it down the fairway? Well, Chris, you know, I grew up on the east end of Long Island as a kid, and in the fall and in the spring, you know, on the east end of Long Island in New York, we were all familiar with Shinnecock Hills in the east end. It really blows out there. We get some really nasty weather off the ocean. So I grew up in those conditions, and, and, and I, I've always considered myself a pretty good mutter. Um, but one of the things that, you know, and, and I mean, no tour fighter will miss this one, but the amateur misses all the time, is being prepared as far as things you have in your golf bag. I mean, a good rain suit, an umbrella, a rain glove, um, maybe some, maybe some talcum powder to dry your hands off. You, you got to keep yourself warm. Um, you maybe maybe dressing in layers. Uh, aside from just hitting golf shots, but then the next thing you got to do is you got to control the flight of the golf ball. So making less than a full swing, choking down on the club a little bit, playing the ball a little bit more back in the stance, hitting some three quarter to three quarter shots, maybe taking one more club because of the heavy air are all factors and things you got to think about. I had very, very few full shots uh, on approach shots in these conditions. Very few. Uh, I'm always trying to control the golf ball, and you got to be aware. You got to be really be aware of that flyer. You know, you got to look at those conditions very carefully and evaluate very, very carefully when you step up and hit a golf shot. So managing yourself, not only in terms of your preparation of what's in your golf bag, but the type of shots you're going to play, uh, you, you've got to be. You got you to have your golf IQ turned way up. Tom, you've got a great show of your own on Thursday nights on Instagram Live. Folks, it's 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to tune in because Tom is great and so are his guests. TP, remind our listeners about your show and who you've got coming up. I've got, uh, I've got what I consider one of the great club fitters on the planet coming up this Thursday. A guy named Woody Lashes in New York who has his, his hand right on the pulse of golf equipment. He's going to share some things about what's new. And coming out and what he what he does to fit golf clubs properly and what amateurs should do to have the right equipment in their bag. Uh, I just got a commitment uh, for February from Rocco Media. I'm waiting for a couple of real people, but I, I'm full all the way through the end of February, Chris. It's been a lot of fun. You've been on twice. You've been wonderful. We want to have you back again. Um, it's been really successful, and I've really enjoyed doing it. Tom, remind our listeners as well how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, whether it's uh, on your website or over social media. Thanks, Chris. It's TomPatry.com, uh, two Facebook pages, Twitter, LinkedIn, and obviously Instagram. Uh, and then, of course, my, like I said, my website is TomPatry.com. 
so I appreciate that, that shout out and that plug, Chris. But my favorite place is uh, every other Tuesday with you right here next on the tee. Nobody, nobody on the planet does a better job on their golf show than Chris Mascara. Nobody. I appreciate you, TP. Love you, my friend. Be safe. Take uh, safe travels down there to uh, uh, to Key West, and then returning home. We look forward to catching up with you for our final episode in a couple of weeks. We'll end the season uh, with you and me. So looking forward to that. Stay safe, Chris. I, you're the best. I love you. Great show tonight, Mr. Wright. Please tell my said hi. I will absolutely do so. Take care, my friend. Stay safe down there. We'll catch up soon. Bye bye. See you, TP. That's a great Tom Patry. TomPatry.com is his website, P-A-T-R-I, and at Tom Patry on uh, Instagram and on Twitter as well. Folks, uh, you know, TP is very humble, but I'm telling you, his Instagram live show, 8 o'clock Thursday night, absolutely spectacular. A heck of a host, and his guest list is unbelievable. Uh, I've learned a lot by just watching Tom and then how to host the show, uh, and then uh, certainly from his guest as well. So, uh, if you're not tuning in Thursday nights at 8 o'clock on Instagram Live, you're missing something special. So looking forward to uh, closing out the show a couple of weeks with TP and then uh, staying up to date uh, with his great show as well.